a lot of work and a lot of time goes into this. It's not something that just happens overnight. So it needs to be something that the person is passionate about and that they're willing to put that time in. As a loyal Best Ever listener, you know that it's important that we as entrepreneurs focus on managing our time effectively, which is why we're always looking for ways to automate the basic duties of our business so that we can focus more time on our money-making activities. That's why I want to introduce you to Rentler.com. At Rentler, landlords and property managers can perform all their duties in one place. Rentler offers tools that allow you to automate tasks like listing a unit for rent, finding and screening tenants, collecting rent, and managing the maintenance requests. And even better, these tools are offered at zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever to get started today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Farrellis. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Ricky Beliveau. How you doing, Ricky? Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? It's going well and nice to have you back on the show. And best ever listeners, you might recognize Ricky's first and last name. That's because either you're a buddy of his or you heard his podcast. is episode 1001 titled A Hidden Wealthy Niche That Involves a Fine-Tuned Team. And if you want to learn more about that as well as his best ever advice, then feel free to check that episode out, episode 1001. And today we're going to talk about the importance of social media in your business, Ricky, and how best ever listeners can implement a social media approach in theirs and help drive business results. A little bit more about Ricky. He is the owner of Volney Capital. He's also got a social media division, Volney Social Media, that has over 500,000 Instagram followers across three accounts. And based in Boston, Massachusetts, he currently has eight development deal projects in different stages in or around Boston. And I personally know one person who has invested with Ricky and has many good things to say about that experience. So with that being said, Ricky, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more context around the importance of social media in your business and how you got started out with it? Sure. When I made my first Volnay Capital social media account on Instagram back a few years ago. The idea behind it was to showcase my work and to start building a brand. I didn't really understand back then the importance of it or what it would grow into and what it would become today. At that time, I really just wanted to be able to post pictures of my work and have people be able to see it. Over the time, as that account grew and people started to follow it, it kind of picked up a lot of traction and started building recognition in the city of Boston as a company that people needed to know about. I started being recognized and people were able to understand what our brand was about and the quality of our work. As that account was being built, I realized that I had kind of shifted away from what I really wanted to be doing on that account. And I think that's one thing that's really important for the listeners to understand is when you're creating a social media following, you want to make sure your account you understand the direction you want to take it. And what I'm kind of saying on now is that I started showcasing other people's work and stuff that wasn't my own, stuff that I liked and that I thought people would like to see, but wasn't my own work. And I realized that that wasn't Volnay Capital. So at that point is when I started our social media division, which was built around featuring other people's work. 
and let Volnay Capital stand on its own as just showcasing our work. That makes sense. I apologize because I should have asked this question at the beginning. What business results have you generated as a result of having a social media presence that you can tie a direct cause and effect to? And then once we establish the benefit for it, then I'll follow up with some how-to questions. Sure. So the first thing would be for selling real estate as well as renting real estate. So we use our Volney Capital Facebook page as well as our Instagram account to market our condos that we do in Boston, as well as our rentals that we have both in Boston and in Providence. So we're able to sell those directly to buyers without having agents who would need to list those properties. We do put them out on the MLS and other ways to show them, but social media has been a huge asset to sell our properties. One thing that's different, and I love this about social media, is you can reach buyers who had no idea that they wanted to buy or rent in that location. When a buyer is thinking about where they want to buy, where they want to live, they might have a specific area that they're thinking of, and then they're closed-minded to that area. When you're using social media, you're able to reach someone who might not know they want to live in the neighborhood that you're doing a project in. And when they see the quality of your work and they see everything, then it it can trigger them to say, hey, maybe I do want to look in that neighborhood. And we've had many buyers buy from us who originally would never have considered the neighborhoods where our projects are. And then next thing you know, they're putting an offer in. Also, we buy properties through social media. So we'll have homeowners reach out to us wholesalers that will reach out to us, agents who come across opportunities. They've been following us and they say, oh, I see they're doing projects just like this. It'd be perfect for them. From contractors. So we use social media to vet a lot of our contractors as well as find contractors. I love a contractor who's proud of his work. I love a contractor who wants to show it off on social media. If I can see a contractor is putting his tile work, his woodwork, the stuff that he's doing, the projects, and he's proud of it, That just gives me a reassurance that he's not hiding things. He wants to be out there. He wants to be seen. So we use social media to find new subcontractors all the time. And we're contacted all the time by subcontractors who they want to be featured on our accounts and they want to be part of what we're doing. And they understand the value in that. And it's, it's been a great asset to our business. One cautionary note, and it's just because I've come across this recently with a contractor, not personally, but just through a meetup, one of the members of a meetup. They worked with the contractor. He was terrible, took all their money, ran away, and then started a new Facebook page with a brand new company. And now he's trying to, I suspect, do the same thing again because he's done it to multiple people. So the cautionary note here is if they do have a social media profile and they are promoting stuff, check out how long they've had that company and do some due diligence if they've had previous companies under different names because it's free to create a Facebook page. For sure. Instagram's great for that. You can see how long they've been on there. You can see their work. You can see if it's something that was just created. If they've had the past two, three years of work they're providing, that's just one small step in selecting a subcontract. Yep. But it is a nice addition to the meetings and talking to other developers that they've worked with. So you have benefited from a business standpoint in the ways you described, which is one, selling real estate as well as renting real estate. So finding buyers and finding renters. You have found buyers who wouldn't necessarily have looked at that neighborhood because of the way social media is structured. And you find and do a component of the vetting process for vendors and other people who you work with. So are those the three primary business reasons why you're focused on social media? 
Yeah, I guess some other smaller ones is from an investor standpoint, I think just as I would look at a contractor and see his work, I think from investors, they like to see your track record and also what you've been up to or what you are working on. So if you're someone who's doing house flipping or development projects and you are looking to raise capital, if someone's able to look back and see your work and follow along with what you're doing, there's an additional level of comfort Mm -hmm. that that creates for an investor and gives your business more legitimacy. And the final one is really brand building and networking. You'll meet like-minded people through social media. You'll follow each other's accounts. You'll get ideas as well as you'll be able to build your brand so that when the time comes, you start to become recognized for your work. Got it. Okay. So that helps us set the foundation for our conversation and Best ever listeners, if you don't have a social media presence and you are full-time in real estate investing, I mean, come on, really? So these are business reasons why, but I'm sure that most listeners, if they're full-time real estate investors, have some sort of social media presence. But we went over that just to make sure we caught everyone's attention in case they didn't have it. So now that you and I know that most people have some sort of presence Now it's how do we get to the level that you're at, 500,000 Instagram followers from where we're at or hell, where I'm at. I'm not on Instagram. I personally don't enjoy social media, which is something else we should talk about. But with Facebook, I think my Facebook page, the Joe Fairless page on Facebook, it's got maybe like 2,500 or so likes. So how do I get to the level you're at? From a Facebook perspective, Facebook is much more of an organic growth and it's been around for a lot longer. They have a lot of algorithms in place. So we look at Facebook more for when we want to run ads and use their ad platform. So our most growth on Facebook is when we're looking to market a property to sell or to rent, because then we'll run specific ads to target individuals who we feel would be interested in that unit. And then by doing that, we're using keywords that we feel would hit people who are interested in what we do. So one thing that's different for our brand is how we allow the buyers to customize their units, kind of like the show Fixer Upper. So when we're looking to target our condos, we're looking for using the hashtag Fixer Upper, HGTV, DIY, people who are interested in that space, because we feel that they'd be more likely to be interested in our units. Interesting. Um, From an Instagram perspective, which is obviously our specialty, which is obviously a newer and still evolving platform. They're continuously changing their algorithm, which makes it more complicated to continue to grow. But I think kind of running through what you guys need to concentrate on is, number one is really figure out the direction of your page. When you're building a social media presence, people want to know what they're following and the posts that are going to be posted there should follow that direction. So if it's going to be business related for a house you're renovating, it should be showing pictures of the house you're renovating. It shouldn't show your dog at the park because for the person who's following that, they don't want to see your dog at the park. They're interested in you from a real estate development perspective. There's a lot of accounts out there that are extremely successful with being a personal and business. And that's fine. If you want to show off yourself personally with your work, as well as your family and your dog and your restaurants, that page can work as well. But you want to select what direction you want to go and grow in that direction. And also another thing is, are you going to feature only your work or are you going to feature your work and other people's work? You'll see a lot of successful accounts. They only show off their own work because that's what they want people to know. If you see a post on our page, it's our work. Then once you've decided that, it really comes down to content. 
and I preach this to all the people that I meet regarding advice on social media is people don't like what you're posting on your pages. They are not going to follow your account. So that comes back to quality of the images, quality of what you're putting into the body of the post, the information you're providing. So is the content you're providing both on Instagram with the images or the posts that you're putting on your Facebook page, whether it's linked to informational websites or data about your area that you're in regarding real estate, is it something that people want to see on their page? And if it is, that's the first step in getting them to follow you. The quality of image and quality of the content in the post, quality can be subjective based on who's doing the quality assurance. So for you, what does a quality image mean and what does a quality content or copy of a post mean? If you're looking at my Volney Capital page, so that page, we're doing a lot more photos taken with a phone because it's being taken on the job site of active work. So on that perspective, my content level of what's acceptable is lower because that's much more active job site videos and active photos from job sites. So I would say you just want to make sure that if you're doing a video, it's just using a steady hand, it's not all over the place, and that you're also describing what's happening in the video well in the body of the post. If you want to go to the next level, there's stuff out there that can hold your phone, like self-levelizers. We use those to post videos where you can put your phone right into the leveling device so that when you do the video, your phone will be completely still. That's something that you're starting to see more and more people do. They cost about $300, and it definitely takes your content to another level. Another thing you can do to improve your videos is you can actually buy additional lenses to add to your camera on your phone. So you go on Amazon, you can look up additional lenses. You can do a wide lens, you can do a more detailed lens. So it actually slides right onto the front of your iPhone or your other device. And then that will allow you to do wide angle pictures or wide angle videos right on your own phone. So these are all ways you can improve your content from than just a standard video. On our social media platform pages, the kitchens of Instagram, bathrooms of Instagram, those large accounts, we're looking for professional level photos. And we get hundreds of messages a day for people wanting us to showcase their work. And what we write back is we say, we really need this done by a professional photographer with a professional camera. That's the level of picture that we expect. And that's what our followers expect. So if we put a picture up that's not at that level, we see that we don't get the number of impressions and we actually see that it can actually hurt our growth for that week. And what page is that compared to the other page? So our main business page is Volney Capital. And then Kitchens underscore of underscore Insta is our largest account. That's the one with 186,000 followers. That showcases other people's kitchens and the designs of others that people are sending us their work and we're putting it on that account. Ah, very cool. So that's how many followers? Kitchens of uh, has 186,000. Uh -huh. um, and then our next account is bathrooms underscore of underscore Insta. That's 118,000. So that features bathrooms that we've renovated and completed as well as people all over the world send us their bathrooms to be featured on there. Mm -hmm. And then bedrooms of Insta, 84,000. Exteriors of Insta, 46,000. And then designers of Insta, 50,000. So in total, we just went over the 500,000 mark. This Interior, past week. I, congrats on that. Interiors is how many thousand about? Exteriors of Insta is 46,000. And then designers of Insta is 50,000. 46 and designers. What's on designers? That's featuring 
the full house. So it's living rooms, laundry rooms. It can include kitchens. It can include patios. It can really any type of design as well as more actual design items. So the way a living room or a bedroom has furniture placed Mm -hmm. in it and all that more than just the actual build out. Do you have a Volney Capital account as well? Yeah. So that was the original account. So that's Volney Capital. And that's where we now feature solely our uh-huh. own project and our own work. So and how many trying to allow that has 16,000. Got it. So here's what I notice. Your largest one is people's kitchen. And that makes sense along with the bathrooms and the bedrooms because that captures a wide audience that captures not just investors, not just people who care about or don't care about real estate investing. It's just people want to check out kitchens. And same with bathrooms, et cetera. So when you have this account that is showcasing kitchens, how does that help your business? When you look at our business as in Volnate Capital, this is a whole division of our business. So we're using those large accounts not only to feature our own work and build our brand, we also use those to leverage for marketing opportunities. So the way that works is we actually sell ads as well as negotiate terms with our suppliers based on our social reach. So due to the fact that we have a reach of almost 400,000 individual people per week, we're able to use that when we leverage our purchasing with suppliers. So when I place an order with a tile distributor who is looking to push a product, I can then show them that reach and say, we'd like a preferred price, we'd like this at cost, and then we'll help promote your tile. That goes for appliances, that goes for across the board, we're able to leverage that reach. It's fascinating. I love that because it's connecting a larger audience and then you're repurposing it for some business reasons. As far as if someone's listening to this and wants to take a similar approach, I mean, it sounds like if they're an apartment investor, then maybe they create an Instagram account about the beautiful apartment designs or architecture or something. And then they do that, build a following, and then they can help decide how they want to monetize that or leverage that. Exactly. And I think one key part about it is it it needs to be something that they're passionate about. A lot of work and a lot of time goes into this. It's not something that just happens overnight. So it needs to be something that the person is passionate about and that they're willing to put that time in. So if if it is something that they're interested with architecture or building design or apartment layouts even, if it's something that they really like to look at and they're interested in, that'd be something great to start an account around. Got it. That's interesting stuff. I'm glad you went through each of those. What is Instagram account? I know Facebook page, Twitter handle. What's the Instagram thing? Instagram account? Yeah, Instagram page or Instagram account. All right, got it. I'm glad you went through each of those. Clearly, I'm not an Instagram guy. (laughs) I'm glad you went through each of those Instagram accounts and said the followers because that helps us understand how you're getting the traction because I could see my wife, Colleen, being interested in your Instagram page on kitchens and bathrooms and bedrooms and exterior and designers. That's interesting stuff, so it casts a wide net. Would you suggest doing that because this is the approach you took, you evolved into. You've got things that are interesting to a large audience, but still relevant to your company, and you're using that to build your own company's profile. 
Is that the approach that you'd recommend? I would say the first step would be concentrate on your own business and your own brand. And then through doing that, being active on social media, I think you'll start to see the pictures that you like, the stuff that you're seeing that you feel that other people would like. And then from that, you would then grow it into an additional account and go from there. You're going to do one at a time. It's probably going to be a slow growth, but I think that would be the first step. So kind of like we did, start with your brand, start with your account, and then see the direction that social media is taking you. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. As far as, let's take your kitchen, showcasing kitchens, the 186,000 followers. How long have you had that account open? That account started in November of 2016. November of 2016. Got it. So what is that, like a year and a half or so-ish? How much, if any, have you paid in advertising dollars or some other way to get followers? Zero. So it's all organic followers based on content. All organic. Yep. And that's one thing that people always ask me. And that's, I have an account, Ricky. I'm posting on it. Why am I not growing? That's the number one question I get. They got to understand the way Instagram works. So yeah, content is important. But when you post onto your account, Instagram is really a closed circle. Yeah, there's hashtags. Or if you were to post with no hashtags, that post will be seen by about 10% of your followers. That's the new algorithm. That's the way Instagram works. So if you have 100 followers, you do a post, only 10 of them are going to see it. Then to decide if more people are going to see that post is based on interactions with the post. So that's likes and comments. So if your post isn't being liked or commented on, Instagram's not going to show it to anybody else. They're not going to show it to your other 90. They're not going to show it to the rest of the people on Instagram. So it's key to ensure that the content is good, but then also that when you're posting, you are having your posts interacted with. And the way to do that is that you need to be active yourself. And when I say being active on social media, that means that you're commenting on other people's posts. You're responding to comments on your own posts. You're liking other people's posts. And that you're interacting with other people's posts. So you're continuing that interaction. What that does is that shows Instagram that you're not a bot, and that you are an active participant in their platform. And all that plays into the algorithm that they use to show your posts to the world. So when you just post and you just go away for the day, unless it's something that your first 10 people like and that it starts going, if you're not doing these other things, you're going to see no growth. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where the time comes in, that you have to really be committed to not just posting, but being an active member of the Instagram community. Mm -hmm. You can't just post and forget. You've got to post and then get in there and really engage with others and then they'll engage with you. Exactly. Excellent. Well, anything else that we haven't talked about that we need to talk about as it relates to this before we wrap up? No, I think we covered pretty much everything. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? So you can find me at volnacapital.com and you can email me there. And obviously on all these Instagram accounts. <laughs> I, was like, I was waiting for it. I was like, wait, and Instagram, right? <laughs> Sweet. Well, Ricky, thank you for being on the show again and sharing with us how you have grown your social media presence in these different channels on Instagram primarily and the way that you did it. You started as your recommendation is to start with your own page and then see where social media takes you and what you want to be focused on. But then the macro level approach that you now have is casting a wide net with 
different topics or areas of focus that are appealing to a whole lot of people and then using those channels or those pages to then drive business to your company and save money on projects through in-kind exchanges of exposure with discount on supplies. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks for having me. You looking for a one-stop landlording software that helps you create listings, find and screen tenants, and accept rental payments while managing maintenance requests? Oh, by the way, it's zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever. Looking to build a predictable and duplicatable real estate investing business? Do over 100 flips a year. Whether it's flipping or wholesaling, experience a difference with the ultimate real estate investing course now and also get a free strategy session with Dylan. He's been a guest on the podcast before. You can use the code JOE20 for 20% off. Everything you need to know in one course, go to www.theultimaterealestateinvestingcourse.com.